0: This week, That Podcast Productions is operating without a hack license. But hey, that's okay, because so is Joel Schumacher. It's DC Cab on That Podcast Stays Up All Night.
1: Welcome to that podcast. Stays up all night. Your one-stop shop for poorly aged racial humor. I'm Josh, your friendly dispatcher, and with me is uh, Cody, the fresh-faced kid from down south, and Aura, the tough-talking city boy with a heart of fool's gold. How's it going, guys?
2: Hey, what's happening? If you're gonna masturbate in the cab, it's gonna cost extra. How much? How much? How much? How much spunk you got? Jeez. <laughs> That's I. Yeah, I after, as I said it, I was like, "Ooh, this is
1: this is life. way off color." <laughs> a, life, a life, lesson, my young padawan. Always be prepared if they call the bluff. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> as I'm sure you all know, that podcast stays up all night. Is the only podcast crazy enough to tackle the cinematic refuse from the USA up all night. Collection.
0: that what was, air was Collection air-quoted?
1: Refuse pile. Uh, for all you damned millennials that won't get off my lawn, USA Up All Night was a program on the USA Network featuring hosted presentations of horror films and skin flicks, with the occasional problematic comedy thrown in for goofs and drapes. This week we'll be covering 1983's DC Cab. Aura, hit me with your best pitch. Hit me with
0: your best show. Oh no, we don't have to pay people now that I did that, do we? Eh,
1: probably. We don't have any money, so <laughs> I'll cut Get it. Get in
2: line. I'll add that royalty-free music on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh,
0: this film—it's a uh, a young Southerner moves uh, to our nation's capital in a in a bid to infiltrate and eventually co-opt his dad's old army buddy's taxi business. Uh, in the process, there's a kidnapping and a rare violin, and all other kinds of contrived hijinks.
1: DC Cab was the second feature directed by Joel Schumacher, though calling him a wonderkind at the age of 44 is probably a bit much. (laughs) Uh, He'd previously been a fashion designer, costume designer, screenwriter, and notorious drug addict. (laughs) (laughs) He he claimed at one point to to inject methadone six times a day for five years. Jesus. Yeah, I don't know if that's true. The film features early performances by Adam, no relation, Baldwin, Paul Rodriguez, Bill Maher, and Charlie Barnett, who almost had any Murphy spot on Saturday Night Live, hmm. uh, as well as turns from more veteran performers Gary Busey and Mr. T. Also, Marshall Warfield, aka Roz from Night Court, and Bob Zamuda, Andy Kaufman's buddy. The film was written by Schumacher as well, with story credit split between Schumacher and Topper Carew. So this is probably the most mainstream film we have done on the show so far. Uh, what expectations did we have going into this, other than Cody maybe thinking that we were doing a documentary on DC Talk?
2: Yeah, oh. so DC Talk. You're you're short two more white guys.
1: I had I had to get that reference in somewhere.
2: God, I, I do I do appreciate any any religious uh, any religious music
1: references. And It's funny because Bill Mars in this
0: one. I, I expected based on the cover of the film that this was going to be much more of a of a Mister T vehicle, yep. so to speak. Um,
1: there is a Mister T vehicle within the film. Yes, <laughs> that's true. Uh,
0: well, even even more to the point, a Mister T T-ified vehicle, I suppose. Yep. Um, but. Uh, it wasn't explicitly a, a Mr. T joint.
1: It's sort of ensemble, but it really belongs to Adam Baldwin and whoever plays the guy who owns the cab company, who's some character actor who has a few other credits. Yeah, and <laughs> isn't all that interesting. It's it's really their film. So with yeah. with a bit of Charlie Burnett thrown in for the uh, for for the pathos.
0: Yeah. Additionally, you know, I sort of knew it was an '80s movie. I didn't realize so. Uh, I I did this math while we were while we were talking earlier. Um so you have this this cycle of cab things that happens here. It starts with Taxi Driver, moves through the television <laughs> show Taxi, and this is the other end cap. Yeah. <laughs> you yep. know, uh, DC Cab as the is sort of the last movie of the cycle until it comes back around later. Right. Um
1: And it, it's weird how it changes because yeah. Taxi Driver is, you know, a very dark, noiry film. Uh, and then we get sort of the the goofiness of the of gritty New York. And but it
0: but also like the old uh, sitcom taxi, which is what we're talking about right now, yeah. it has its moment, like it's serious and like heartfelt bits, you know. Yeah. Like, and I just
1: and realized had Bob's, Andy Kaufman. I was just yeah, yeah. there was your Bob Zamuda connection. And I think Bob Zamuda probably appeared in it as well. Oh yeah. I, yeah. And then well, this goes all the way, Goofy. You know. Yeah. Didn't
2: yeah. they? Didn't they try to get um, Tony Clifton on Taxi?
1: Yeah. Yeah. They had him. I think they had him on for like at least one episode. Yeah. I can't imagine why. Only <laughs> and one. Like he was in character and, and a total asshole, and everyone hated him. Right. According to the stuff that I've read, but you know, ne- you never know with Andy Kaufman. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's 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 an interesting sort of. Um, romanticization of of this, uh, you know, of this particular profession.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, the profession meant a little something different back then, too, I think. Especially, it's hard to even think about it now, because it's a dying profession. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Hey, listen, I, I get plenty of work that way. Yeah, well, no, no, you're...
2: To, you... to, to, to be fair, I guess that is true. It's not the same profession. Like, I don't have a yellow cab, I don't have yeah. a boss, I don't have a depot.
1: I mean, sort of the, the point of the rideshare thing is to do what a lot of Silicon Valley companies do, which is kill a, an industry <laughs> and <laughs> profit from removing it. Sure. Because you can't, to my understanding, it's not really particularly easy to make a living just ridesharing. Correct. It's, it's a thing that you do in addition to something else. Whereas <laughs> taxi driving, like I saw an interview with, uh, what's his name from West Wing, the fucking director, showrunner guy. Aaron Sorkin. Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin. I heard mm. an interview from him on like PBS or something. And he was talking about how like when he was younger, like he drove a, a cab in New York to to make ends meet until he broke into the industry. And can't really do that now. No. <laughs> if you drove a, if you drove an Uber in New York to try and make ends meet, you would be homeless in a month, I'm sure. Yeah. God. Welcome
0: to the world of minimum wage. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, God.
2: What's the what's what's the DC minimum wage at uh, at this point in
1: time in the movie? No idea. But it's mostly a tipped profession. I thought. So. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I believe you get a, a, a solid wage, but I think it's the tips that you really
2: mm-hmm. are
1: supposed to live on. Uh,
2: to my knowledge, it was always like there's the there's the base fee more or less for just like getting in the cab, and then it charges like based off of there. But that's like the gas and whatever it takes yeah. to, like, operate the the cabs.
1: Yeah, and I think the pace structure works similarly to ride-sharing, where I understand that's the case, too, where you get a flat amount based on how much you drive, and then yeah. you get tipped.
2: time and distance. Um, you look like you were gonna...
0: Well, I, I wonder if we want a synopsis first before I ask my question, because it occurred to me... The, in, uh, uh, there's an interesting sort of thing happening in this movie.
1: Are you talking about how cabs are regulated?
0: No, I, I was I was gonna ask, uh, what the what the hell is uh, Baldwin's character actually doing? Like, he he shows up in DC, like, yeah. bent set on getting a minimum wage job, sort of with the idea of owning his own cab company someday. Yeah, but mm. like
1: like in that like in that pitch that I wrote for you, he kind of yeah. into one way of thinking. He shows up to co-opt his dad dad's army money's business.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but you're right. He, he kind of uh, succeeds for the first
1: yeah. I guess yeah, we can get into
2: the but, synopsis, but yeah, for the first half of the the movie, like the entire half like after he's shown up, he's still not driving. Does he he has one person who is his first ride who ends up not even actually being a ride. Yeah. And then I don't think I think you're right. I don't think he ever drives a taxi cab again. <laughs> oh no, he does. He does one more time, and yeah. then that's the that's the plot right. that is introduced forty five yeah. minutes into the movie.
0: So yeah, no, I just I, it, I just sort of realized that, like, based on you know the the little opening bit, I was like I was like he really is there just to steal his but his dad's buddy's company.
1: Yeah, he's, he's we'll get into it more on the character, but he's a bit of a cipher. Yeah. <laughs> but there's there's a lot in this also about the way cab companies were regulated, which is a big part of what ride sharing was trying to change. Yeah, because he has to get his hack license. Yeah, because, because you have to have airport licenses and stuff like that. Like each each city regulated differently, and each and and the companies would develop. Like some companies, I believe, you had to like you paid rent into this one. It seems that people are paying rent into a cab fleet maintained by the company. Others, you maintained. own your cab. Yeah. <laughs> uh, others, you own a cab and are just uh, freelance, and are freelancing a bit more. But I think you still pay into a company. Otherwise, you're a jitney, uh, which you're not supposed to be. That's that's probably a racial slur. I don't know if you should say that. Uh, it isn't. <laughs> I mean, it was it was, a ter- it was a term that reflected racial divisions in America at one point. That's true. But, but a jitney cab is just a cab that isn't registered with an agency. Freelancer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I thought I was funny. But... <laughs> you are know, more,
1: more funny, and I used the term later in the script, so I need to establish right away that it isn't racist. <laughs> because it isn't. Just, okay, I'm sorry! Was... The history of Jitney cabs was often that black people couldn't get picked up by regular taxi cabs. Yeah, you, so. you are right, but it is funny
2: how it does in a movie of this era where, you know, the movie itself talks a lot about uh, slurs and, and race relations. Jitney does sound like it's a crossbreed of like maybe two yeah. different hate words. So I,
1: want, I, I don't want to know the root of the word. <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs> it's so, probably not great.
0: So uh, there is racism in this movie.
1: Oh
2: yeah,
0: there is sexism in this movie. Overtly, and there is classism in this movie.
1: <laughs> yes. So it does and hit it, the it does hit the big three, and it tries to be about those things. But yeah. I would contend it doesn't really succeed. It One of the <laughs> reviews
0: I read. A, a review from, I think it was the New York Times that's archived on IMDb, said that this movie hits you like a big, like a like a big sloppy wet like dog kiss,
3: <laughs> like it. Yeah.
0: And I would agree, like because you know I watched it last night for the first time uh, while I was while I was packing some boxes, and then I uh, and then I watched it like sort of passively last night. And then I watched it again with you guys today. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I said to Josh last night, I'm like, that movie wasn't very good. And then, and then he asked me again about it. And I said, uh, you know, or he said something and I was like, well, it was, it was all right, I guess. He's like, last night you said it wasn't very good.
3: <laughs> and you
0: know, I was, I was like, yeah, I softened on it a bit. And what softened on me a bit was started to remind me of Clerks a little bit. In that, yeah. like, there's very little meta-plot until, like, you know,
1: well into if the movie. If it's a film, you can just call it plot. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> um,
0: it's more about the hijinks and about, yeah. like, it's a loosely yes. connect, interconnected
2: kind it's of...
1: getting there. Yeah. It's the journey. It's more vignette-heavy, like, a lot yeah. of... Yeah. Like, the film that I actually compare it to the most, and I will, I will get into it later, so stay tuned, yeah. uh, is Repo Man. Okay. Uh, by Alex Cox. Have you ever seen that one, Aura? Uh-huh. I know he established his coding that he hadn't. God, you people don't even watch. Did you ever watch Come in the Afternoon? I did. I didn't have TV. Why TVs. didn't you watch Repo Man? <laughs> Science
0: Theater? Short Attention Span Theater? I watched those things. Why didn't
1: you watch Repo Man? That was an afternoon movie right after there with PCU. Okay. <laughs> um, oh god, PCU. Can
0: we watch PCU right now?
1: <laughs> Some, Maybe sometime we'll do that. As a, as It's like, not
0: an up all night movie.
1: Could have been. It's it's, an, it's a it, response to could squeeze that in. It somehow. is a kind of movies that up all night. Did. We
0: will if we end up doing the Patreon that we keep talking about. Then yes, uh, well, the, the you PCU go. would definitely <laughs> be on the list.
1: Repo Man is about Emilio Westvaz is this young punk rock guy that falls in with these repo men that drive around collecting cars. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And it's it's very similar. Okay. Hmm. Uh, but I say a lot better. <laughs> Interesting. Because it it's more fun. Hmm. And I'd, I'd say that's the big expectation that I had coming into it from, from the look of it, was that it would be a pretty zany movie. What, DC sure have? Yeah. Mm. And I'm not sure that it quite succeeds at zaniness.
2: I would say, yeah, I wouldn't say it's zany so much as, I don't know, even hijinks. Like, it, it, it reminds you of like the type of people that did wild animal house style pranks when they were younger, but these people are all definitely like... 10 to 20 years older. Like, that's the other thing. I don't think anybody is trying to play younger than what they actually are. Like, everything in yeah. this movie feels like they are they are themselves, especially fucking Carrie Busey.
1: Here's a comparison. Are you guys familiar with the song Alice's Restaurant by Arlo Guthrie? No. Yeah, I know. I'm full of, I'm full of references that nobody fucking knows anymore. No,
2: that's literally when we're not around the other two in our day-to-day lives. So you drop a reference and you're like uh aura slash josh wasn't here to hear that
1: fuck (laughs) so it was it's this goofy song by arlo guthrie the son of woody guthrie the famous folk musician uh about like this hippie commune that does all this goofy shit right Mm. and it's a fun song and a facebook group i was in was mentioning it recently And the thing is there's also a movie that it was the soundtrack to and if you watch the movie it's actually about fucking alienation and the failures of the of the of the counterculture movement in the 60s due to inequalities and, and all of the th- sort of goofy things. Like in the song, they, they, they live in this old church and they fill it up with garbage because they're all dirty hippies. haha. And in the film, they fill it up with garbage because they're trying to make the women do all the fucking work. And the women are treated very poorly. And that's sort of the, the root of the divisions within their their attempt to make a commune. And that reminds you of this movie? <laughs> it it rem- the, those two different things, because this film wants to have a message at points. Sure, right. We'll get into it, and that sits very poorly with the fact that it stars two people called the Barbarian Brothers. <laughs> like it's, it just occasionally wants to be about like, oh, let's think about Charlie Burnett's pathos, the path, that character who has that super sad moment at the airport, and you're just like, I don't want that in this movie necessarily, yeah. like. I don't think it, or if I don't mind abrupt changes in tone, but it doesn't negotiate them well. Well, it would be like, wait, so sorry.
2: he he ends up getting a little bit like his. They come back. I wouldn't even say to that, but his character gets that whole like I'm, you know, I I, I need the money, blah blah blah. But like it, his reasons for what he does don't reflect that scene. You're right. They yeah. they should have a planted it a little bit earlier, a little more subtly. So when you get to that airport scene. There's that, and then it needs to be, in any way, shape, or form, relevant later. What, but he, what,
0: what a airport scene are you talking about?
1: Uh, when the, when uh, he gets out of the car, I ball know. Ball, oh, but, oh, yeah. In terms of the, well, I mean, I'm just making vague references to yeah. something we talk about more in depth with the synopsis. Yeah. Do we
2: want to? Do I mean, want to go? Are there? you
1: going to criticize me for bringing up things from in the film? And, uh, I am and The pre-synopsis s- portion. I am certainly not. I was
0: <laughs> trying to. Goad you towards letting the listener know what you're talking about, who didn't uh. just watch the movie.
1: Oh, there's a scene in the airport where Charlie Burnett's character uh, sort of has an explosion about how, like, oh, he tried to go to college and and find a place, but society didn't have a place for him as a black man, so he's become just another crazy word that I'm not going uh, to use, because that's what the system deserves. And it's like, oh, okay, right. that's because his character is kind of a crazy man, like a. A bit, mm. a bit, of a hustler, a bit of
2: a and, yeah, scam this, artist. This Albert outburst, come, outburst comes a after bit of a person
1: that would audition for an Eddie Murphy
2: part <laughs> comes after like Adam Baldwin basically like steals the fifty dollars that he, that the uh, that he attempts to steal from somebody else. Yeah, like there a guy gets into the cab drunkenly wants to go to an airport across town. He falls asleep immediately, so the guy just pulls forward a little bit. It's like, all right, we're here, fifty dollars, and Adam yeah. rips it out of his hand and he. Freaks out, and Adam's just like, well, "Why do you have those?" You know what I just dawned on? Does does Adam Baldwin have a name in this movie? I definitely yeah, can't remember. Albert. Al- oh, fuck the Albert. They do. Hey, I just call,
1: I usually don't remember the names. I've yeah. watched this a couple times, but so I usually refer to them by, by actor because I don't know why. Right,
2: not? close enough. E- easier to pick up than that.
1: <laughs> so yeah, it establishes this element of this character. He never really gestures back to it or or concludes it. Same. Why does he feel that way, and how does it change?
2: It's also disproportionate too, because very early in the movie, they show the the night court actress repeatedly getting robbed at gunpoint by the same person in the same location, and her her boss, you know, kind of like brushes it off, and Mm -hmm. then. She doesn't get any type of real justice to that situation. I guess like later, Mister T holds that person down and she gets to sock him in the stomach. Yeah. But like they just quiet her down while she's dealing with this thing. She she attempts to leave, and I wouldn't say he gaslights her into staying, but they pull that
1: oh, kind of card. No, he, he definitely like sweet talks her into staying. Yeah. And yeah, she just beats up. And presumably, the guy mugs her again the next day. I mean, yeah. He's still he's still a guy. I mean, did they did they arrest him? Like,
2: yeah. The the police arrest him, but like in that later scene
1: and we're delving into a bit of criticism here but I feel like this is a bit too ensemble for yeah. for a director very early in his career mm-hmm. and and he doesn't well, really give us that sense of resolution that well, you need
2: Joel Schumacher is in on like I don't believe on the top of anybody's list for like <laughs> Her favorite movies think he's more synonymous with like ruining your particular franchise of choice.
1: He is, and there's jokes about that later. But nah. the, there's some good Joel Schumacher films. Like True. Lost Boys is a decent flick, and Falling oh, Down is shit. great.
0: Strange Days is did. one of my favorite ever. One of my strange or er, one of my favorite movies ever.
2: Beautiful. So did not. Know, a... I didn't know the Falling Down. A that is an amazing movie, and there was what was the other one? So much better than this.
1: I said Strange Days. Not, no, I haven't seen That's that Strange one. Strange what was the other Schumacher film that I was thinking of?
2: I don't know, but there's, there's another one in there. That, oh, Lost Voice. Lost I Voice. didn't know yes. Lost Voice. I keep I keep mixing up in my head Schumacher with the guy who did um,
1: Independence Day, but I, no, the American uh, Godzilla what's movie. What's his name? He's a fucking Netherlands director. Yeah. Roland Emmerich. Yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah. I feel like Emmerich and uh, insurance in the way that they, like, make their
1: movies. Well, they both worked a lot in Europe and other industries, I think, before coming to America. Or at least they both came from a European background.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And there's the uh, same thing with, uh, what's his name, Michael Bay. Yeah. He's also a dirty European. <laughs> Transformers,
0: a Michael Bay film. <laughs> God.
1: <laughs> so, fellas, we have many miles to go and only a broke-down old jitney cab to carry us there. We'll have your synopsis after the jump. See, so yeah, I need to yeah, establish yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't have you calling it out. The <laughs> it's so perfect, though.
0: Look, I ain't taking your rickshaw nowhere. <laughs>
2: like,
0: <laughs> God. God. God.
1: <sighs> Welcome back to the annual Double S Games, where we have all your snobs versus slobs action.
0: Today, we're watching the plucky, multi-ethnic crew of DC Cab taking on the sinister, mostly white Emerald Cab Company in the drive-by stereotyping contest.
1: That's right, Aura. We're watching as Team Emerald cruises by the Chinese restaurant, and, yep, it's a classic yellow-face approach.
0: You can really see the approach to detail in the makeup.
1: Sure, but that's just the kind of high-priced shenanigans that turns the working class against them. It's
0: technologically adept, but there's coldness to this. What happened to the personal touch in racism?
1: And now our slobs are setting up.
0: The DC cab sometimes has the edge in this event, since their employment of a multi-ethnic cast seems to make it uncomfortable to accuse them of any kind of racism.
1: Wait, isn't one of the emerald cabbies an African-American?
0: Yes, but we're ignoring that because it ruins th- the bit, and we have to record in a half an hour.
1: Fair enough. Tyrone is driving by.
0: Looks like a makeup-free approach.
1: Yes, but looks how he singles out the disabled daughter as he moves into his eye-pinching.
0: <laughs> you can't go wrong with
1: a classic. Me Chinese, we play joke. Man, that is some quality.
0: We're still waiting for the judges. But I feel it's safe calling it it for the the snobs this round.
1: In fairness, the snobs do win every round in the end. Very true.
0: We'll be back after the commercials with the nerds of Lambda 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 versus the jocks
1: of Alpha Beta. It's the rape-off after the break. Welcome back to That Podcast Stays Up All Night, where the back of the cab always smells like Astroglide. Cody's here to tell us what it's all about.
2: DC Cab is a film about cab drivers in a 70s New York version of 80s Washington. Adam Baldwin is a gangly bumpkin who hitched his way from dad's army buddies cab company. Try saying that five times fast. The next half hour of the movie is introductions to the rest of the ragtag team of insane cab drivers of the DC Cab Company, including Mr. T, Gary Busey, Bill Maher, Marcia Warfield from Night Court, Paul Rodriguez, and Otis Day.
1: And almost all of them, we get the uh, the ride-along where yep. we get the one fact that each character... Yeah. Every, every character has one fact. Yep. And we find that out during these ride-along scenes.
2: Anyway. <laughs> Here, Adam Baldwin, I'm going to tell you one truth and one lie about me. And it's up for you to figure out what's the real thing to worry about. It's, uh, it's a bit like a contrived taxi version of Animal House for a while. A new guy needs to go through initiation of playing chicken with a train... And then a missing violin worth almost $10,000 is brought to her attention, which is immediately ignored until a later scene.
0: 45 minutes in.
2: 45,
0: excuse me. (laughs) Halfway through the movie, we finally get the MacGuffin of the movie.
2: So uh, (laughs) their uh, colorful local bum finds it, and instead of this act bringing the group together, they decide to all take their cut and uh, leave the company... And it is only after Adam Baldwin's character introduces even more money into the equation that he has been saving up himself, does
1: that convince the group to say. Well, we're never sure whether they are going to or not, because they make a plan to split the money. The 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 main the cab company owner wants them he's the one who's entitled to the money, but he wants to give them all money with the hope that they will reinvest it in the cab company. Right. But then his uh his I, I, to be a estranged wife. I think she's supposed to be a villain wife. Takes yeah. all the money. His, ah. his, his future
2: ex-wife. <laughs>
1: yeah. Takes the
2: money and splits.
1: Yeah, it's... Uh... And you think she's supposed to be the money, but he treats her really poorly. And I gets it.
2: <laughs> so yeah, this, uh, this thing introduced late into the movie that's supposed to turn their problems around ends up... Literally just kind of stalling out the, the plot for a little bit so Adam Baldwin can bring out his measly $6,000 that he's been keeping in paper-stuffed boots.
1: Which magically allows them to make the company amazing.
2: Right. <laughs> a, little, a little, Almost uh, half of the money that they initially would have had is enough to turn the company around get Mr. T a sick fucking Mr. T taxi. So, uh, everything's great, everything's going good, they're on the rise, and suddenly uh, two children are kidnapped. Uh, dun, dun, dun. And uh, then finally, we are in the main uh, well, conflict kidnapped. of the film.
1: They're kidnapped along <laughs> with Albert, aka Adam Baldwin. Yep. Uh, who's delivering them. And we planted planned to earlier that there were these. Which. <laughs> the. The. the egg throwing children. The egg throwing children. They regularly give rise to these African American women, uh, one of whom is a really uncomfortable mammy stereotype. Yep, uh, who take care of these children? And uh, cab ride that Adam
2: Driver or not Adam Driver? Adam Baldwin. <laughs> boy, that's a Freudian slip. <laughs> I was
1: thinking the same thing though. <laughs> How much better would this movie be? Oh than man, Adam Driver. Listen, in the listen, part. I would, <laughs> I would rewatch.
2: <laughs> I would watch a remake of this with Adam Driver. Well, actually, there is a movie where Adam Driver is a bus driver that writes uh, soulful poetry. Hmm. It's very. Uh, mm. Very
1: uh, no. soft indie movie. Yeah. Adam, Cody will appreciate this. Adam Driver as the Adam Baldwin character and Bill Murray as the, the father figure. <laughs> there you go. As the friend. Yeah, like, like Harold. The Yeah. That would be a fucking incredible like, movie. Oh, God, as directed yeah. by Wes Anderson. Yes. <laughs> God, yes. Oh
2: my God. Wes
1: Anderson, we have your next pitch. Like a cutaway of the cab company with everyone doing different shit. <laughs> oh. I want this movie. (laughs) Well, how this movie ends is uh, (laughs) to cut back
2: to the synopsis. uh, The the kids are kidnapped and uh, the kidnappers hold uh, Adam not driver, Adam Baldwin at gunpoint over the phone. So then uh, the police have the ability to shut down their cab company because they believe Adam Baldwin is the main kidnapper. And then the the gang finally gets together to uh, to save Adam Baldwin, who climbs out of a window and instead of taking the kids with him to rescue them and leave, just uses the radio and then goes right back into the basement where he was being held captive for he just, he a reason.
0: Him. He describes where he's at, which is a, a bit of the comedy here.
2: Right. Yeah, <laughs> and, quotes, yeah. Huh? you could hear the yeah. air quotes on the yeah. on the comedy there. Well,
0: he he describes that he's at a farmhouse with a windmill.
1: He's at a farm by the airport with a windmill, and you can see and he's Bruce with, Lee.
2: Yeah, you can see Bruce
1: Lee. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're trying to put together different. They like they they go they break into like the Barbarian Brothers, who are these giant wrestly looking dudes, and Mister T break into a uh, a house with somebody, a somebody Bruce, Bruce Lee L E I G H. Yeah.
2: That's a great scene. That's worth watching. You know, the movie. a bunch of old
1: people at their dinner, and they're just like, "Oh, sorry, wrong house." Which is uh, it's a bit funny. It's an okay bit of physical comedy. There's not much to yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. which is a good synopsis of this film.
2: Yeah. As soon as they rescue the kids, it's
1: a big, sloppy wet dog kiss.
2: That is the end of the movie. They rescue the kids, and then you get a ticker tape parade brought to you by the uh, by the mayor of DC.
1: Mary and yeah. Mary, and all of the uh, and all the film's villains are. I don't know. Are they they're there to help them, or they're applauding them now? Maybe they're
2: they're there to be seen one last time, so the credits can put their uh, actual names over them real quick.
1: Yeah, and there's a final uh, cutout bit with Charlie Burnett and uh, some kind of serial killer
2: <laughs> guy who looks oh. like uh, Neil Gaiman gets in the back of his car. And well, says I, he's wondered, the angel I of wonder. I wonder.
0: I wonder if that's actually just something that's lost to us. Like we would get it in. 1983, but just don't now.
1: It's a serial killer thing, I think. Yeah. I mean, there was probably some serial killer that referred to himself as the Angel of Death around then or something. Huh. Or Richard Speck type or something. Don't yeah. they all? Um.
2: And that's it. That's that's the whole movie.
1: What are uh, what are some scenes that we want to highlight real quick? Uh, honestly, For the, the
2: Barbarian Brothers and Mr. T busting in.
1: They're, they're very that's... fun.
2: That's good stuff.
1: Well, brothers the Brothers in general are fairly fun. The, uh, the, kids. the
0: Bruce Lee uh, spelling was kind of fun. Like, yeah. yeah. Like that that whole setup and that whole execution.
1: Like this film ends better than it runs. <laughs> well, it's... <laughs> in yeah. general. Because like the kids are really funny. There's a recurring bit during the kidnapping where Adam yeah. Baldwin is freaking out that he's kidnapped. And the kids are like, yeah, this is our third time. Yeah. Like, he travels and gets free, and then they're just sitting there already having untied themselves, and they give him polite applause. It doesn't ever... They criticize the unprofessionalism of their kidnappers. It's it's, it's pretty great.
2: (laughs) It's definitely, like, the first half of the movie is just like, ah, these are, you know, kind of funny slice-of-life things that happen to cab drivers, and then the last 20 minutes feels like it's its own separate comedy filled with, like, actual jokes like the kids say jokes the like the gang says jokes they impersonate lawyers while they try to break into the hospital where the uh stereotyped nanny is being kept uh, so they can get the pictures of what the actual kidnappers might look like like they they crack jokes there there's not really any joke cracking in the beginning of the movie though
1: yeah, I mean, at first it's, it's, it's part of my issue with the film is how uneven it is. Mm-hmm. And it, it isn't even, we didn't talk about it, but the opening scene is like, initially it's this sort of, it's this shot of the undercarriage of a car, but it's not immediately uh, clear that that's what it is, and you hear this voice on the radio going, is anybody there? And you hear these effects. Like, well, so it comes it looks... from the
0: Universal logo, the old Universal yeah. logo that was just the planet Earth with some sort of, like, ghosty rings around it. Mm-hmm. And it makes the planet disappear, but the space stuff is still there. And then the space stuff fades into the undercarriage of the cab.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's sort of almost a sci-fi-like right there. beginning. Yeah. Right well, what was the film that opened it was just sort of the shot of the... Uh, Star the shot Wars. Of the spaceship, was it? Yeah, it was Star Wars. I
2: was, yeah, I was, it, it feels like it's trying to almost ape on Spaceballs, but it, I think that's... Spaceballs was far after this. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it definitely didn't have that yet.
1: And then it goes into sort of a thriller bit where we see Charlie Burnett being chased by these masked figures, which we, va- we only vaguely reference later in the yeah. fucking movie.
2: And it's just like his friends hitting him up for the ca- the money that he owes them anyway.
1: But yeah, definitely
2: oh, was... under, are under the impersonation during this scene that he is uh, being hate crimed.
1: It's whatever the like cosmic order or the whatever is. Like, mm-hmm. it's they have some sort of dumb thing that they do. I guess it's a game they do. And it, and it isn't even... There isn't even, like, a punchline, really, in it. Like, he escapes by being like, oh, my curler fell out. And then when they're looking for it, he runs away. But that's not... It was supposed to be the joke that punch that punch, punctuates the scene's seriousness to make it a comedy. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Like, it just feels awkward. God. Um, what are some scenes? There's a lot of racism in this film. <laughs> yeah. Which we're going to get to in a minute. You, uh...
0: It, there's uh, all of the ogling of the waitress at the, at the, at the diner they all hang out at.
1: Mm-hmm. A lot of ogling in general. There's a very gratuitous topless scene. Like two minutes in? Yep. Yeah, well, he's doing all the ride-alongs. He rides along with uh, uh, Gary Busey, who was one of the... Uh, one of the interesting things about this movie is that sort of the big stars in it, despite having a cast that would go on to be fairly well-known, were Mr. T and Gary Busey. A lot of the other people, this was very early in their career. Yeah. i um, uh,
2: even now. I'm I'm looking at pictures of like the front and the back of the uh, like VHS box. Saw Mr. T all the time. It's there. Some of them are just very obviously like not even production stills from the movie. It's just the prominent cast members in front of yellow cabs posing. Like here's a picture of Mr. T and Gary Busey who. I would argue. Like the
1: barbarian brother. <laughs> yeah, I would
2: argue. Besides the fact that they are in the group together, don't ever have any direct interaction in this movie.
1: Nope, most of the cast interacts with Adam Baldwin rather than each other. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Gary Busey and Adam Baldwin are driving this woman who. Uh, one, she she's like, oh, I got to work at a topless bar, so I got to take off my bra. So she takes her shirt off and takes off her bra. No woman in the world doesn't know how to take her bra off without taking her shirt off.
2: <laughs> yeah. Me and Josh were discussing that. Like, I've lived I,
1: with ladies; they all know how to do it. It's I can, not even that
2: difficult. If yeah, you think about it, I can take off you just, an undershirt. You Unhook.
1: You do one strap. You do the other strap, and you pull out.
2: Josh, you sound like like you've got that down.
1: I that was my <laughs> ex would do that whenever she came. My ex did that whenever she came home from, from stuff for the night.
2: It's it, an ex. It is cool how <laughs> qu- like funny how quickly some people do it, and then can also slingshot it across the room. Yeah, that's impressive.
1: That's My understanding is that's a lot of women you know. <laughs> Well I know that women That I've dated Have done it Which isn't a huge sample And I know that And my understanding Is that other women Also know how to do this So why the fuck Does this woman Give a fucking show To the cabbies The answer Because this is a film Written by an aging gay man <laughs> <laughs> So uh, is, is that why It's okay to use The F word
2: slur In this movie also uh, No it is not okay <laughs> Yeah <laughs> oh.
1: Um, Can't believe second, you know, she stiffs the- them, and then goes into the club, uh, after we've already seen her baps. Uh, and then, so Gary Busey, uh, they, they take turns she- chasing in after her, and we see a bunch more baps. Yeah. And also, uh, also a bit of, a uh, bit of her, bit of her lady garden, uh, yep. as, as uh, Gary Busey rips off her underwear with her money in it to get the money, and then she runs out after them, <sighs> buck-ass naked. Well,
2: she... Adam Adam Baldwin is, like, walking her into the club, and then she tells the bouncer that he tried to cop a feel. So, Gary Busey sees Adam Baldwin getting thrown out, and then he's just like, oh, uh, time for me to put my chaotic, neutral ass into the scene.
3: Yeah.
2: And, uh, yeah, runs in, and then you're thinking, oh, boy, there's some there's some nice behind, and then, oh, nope, that's full frontal nudity in your movie.
1: And isn't even character building or character appropriate? Because, and that would be more of a Charlie Barnett action, I think. Like Gary Busey's character beat is that he's fucking crazy. Yeah. That he, he believes in conspiracy, ra- very racialized conspiracy Oh stuff. my god, that's right. Yeah, About Gary... black people in the air. Gary Army. Busey
2: straight up saying the N-word in this movie. There's your...
1: He's saying variants on the N-word that are somehow worse.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: god. Yeah. Like the contraction that he uses on it. I'm just like, oh! <laughs> oh! Oh! <laughs> Gary Busey's
2: got a middle school potty mouth.
1: Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh,
2: all the Mr. T stuff is gold too. No yes. pun intended there. Um, <laughs> he's
1: he's just he's playing Mr. T. He's very he's upright. He wants to save the community. You know that Mr. T has riders on his contract.
2: The three like big personality, quote unquote, people are like Mr. T, Gary Busey, and Bill Maher, who undeniably are not doing bits. They're just themselves for this movie.
1: Yeah, Bill Maher is hardly in it. <laughs> um, well,
0: the thing is, like, as you guys were talking about it, I, it just occurred to me. the uh, There's nobody in this movie that feels bolted in. Like, just, like, it could easily be that Mr. T's bits were bolted in here to make a star, you know, and stand out. But he doesn't actually, like, stand over and above. That's why, I, like, when I was saying, you know, like, when, when I saw the cover of this thing, I expected this to be a Mr. T, you know sort of movie yeah. it's really not a mm-hmm. you know he, he doesn't outshine everybody in this movie well this is better or worse i suppose
1: that's the weirdness that's the ensembleness of it which it doesn't because its plot is not ensemble yeah all all of the plot beats revolve around harold and albert
0: <laughs> yeah
1: like that's that's who the movie's about it's a, it's a two-hander it just yeah. happens to have a bunch of fucking people standing <laughs> around and occasionally doing comedy bits. And it, it does it doesn't work because it doesn't it introduces just enough about the characters that you want to see some resolution for them but you know it never well yeah I mean, them much because much doesn't a, have time
0: as, a, as me and Josh had seen this the second time just a little bit ago uh, I kept saying to Josh I'm like wouldn't it be nice if this paid off later yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a lot of that
1: All right let's maybe move into our discussion. Uh, We've already talked about it a little bit, but uh, we've seen bits and pieces of racial stereotyping and humor in previous Up All Night movies, uh, but this is the first film we've watched where these kinds of jokes are a significant or notable portion of the supposed attraction of the film, I would say. Sure. Uh, For the sake of having something to talk about, I would say that. Uh, Does DC Cab go too far in its jokes? Uh, Is it trying to say something about race in the America of its day? Is it okay to laugh at the crazy black guy stereotype when he does a shitty Asian impression?
2: <laughs> I think that's especially the stuff that, like, I wouldn't even say doesn't age well, because it's one of those things where, like, you're a, you're just aware that that's not even something funny, because that's definitely what it is that they're going for. It's like, <laughs> oh, the crazy black guy is, is a crazy black guy, and that's why it's okay for him to make a Asian stereotype. Because it's like you can't yeah. call him out on being racist because he's black, and that like implies that being white is the default that you can't that, that person is the person who can't make jokes at some other race's expense.
3: Yeah,
0: this movie is thirty seven years old. Yeah, um,
1: <laughs> uh, thirty six. But yeah, it is eighty
0: three. I was just assuming it's twenty twenty at this point. Um,
1: <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I, I guess don't... this will come 2020. Yeah, yeah. you were right.
0: <laughs> but, I mean, yes, as of yesterday, it was 37. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, but,
1: uh, yeah, the. Uh... No, this, this comes out in a, in a week. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it, it does. I
0: need to be right. <laughs> okay, fine. It's 36 years old and not 37 years old. Thanks. That you. makes a big difference to the racism discussion we're having here. It
1: makes a big difference to me being right.
2: Who <laughs> knows, or they this might the solve the whole racism is the discussion we're
1: always having month.
0: here. <laughs> Look, it was probably principally shot in 82, so go fuck yourself. <laughs> right? so, uh, the uh, So, you know, I, when we were kids, Josh, <laughs> uh, I feel like classism and racism were a lot more intertwined, you know, than they seem to be as much today. Um, and I think that... This movie's excuse for that racism would be in classism, would be social class related.
1: Yeah, and uh, I think that's a bit bullshit. <laughs> uh,
0: that, I, mean, I don't. Uh, that's the only. That's the
1: only guess I've got. So <laughs> here's sort of my take on it. Is more sort of a, a, a humor studies take. Sure. Um. There's an article by uh, humorist Lindy West. It uh, was a controversial feature once in Jezebel, which is a controversial online magazine. But whatever, I don't fucking care. Uh, the article was called uh, "Is something like I believe five funny rape jokes," and it was in the aftermath of uh, what's his name, uh, Daniel Tosh, doing the doing the rape joke at somebody in his audience and being sort of publicly castigated for doing so. Uh-huh. Uh, And this person uh, was saying, I didn't really like that because she didn't like his joke because it was a stupid fucking joke. And she went on to provide examples of jokes in which rape was an element that were funny. Mm
3: -hmm. Uh,
1: Like there's a a really good one from uh, John Mulaney where he's talking about accidentally chasing a woman in the subway. Mm-hmm. And she's terrified because she thinks that he's gonna that he's like an attacker, but he just thinks that she's trying to get to a subway that's that's she hears pulling up, uh, which is a very great comedy bit if you've ever heard it. Um, and and her overall point is that it, it, I think she is smart enough to not state it super explicitly, but allow it, the reader to come to the conclusion because it's a fairly well written article. Um, the problem with taboo subjects isn't that. They're taboo because subjects, taboo subjects aren't really taboo subjects. They're taboo when handled dumbly. Right? Mm. Look at, I mean, you look at the, the racial humor in this. Like, Gary Busey saying, well, there's a bunch of black people in the army now. Isn't that really that funny? Do you, like, right, I don't. Yeah. That's the closest to funny any of the racial humor is in it, because at least it's like it's a weird premise. Because his his premise is like we need to make friends with black people because they all have the guns now, right? Uh, which is at least somewhat a different take, although it's still not super interesting
2: yeah it, uh, it reminds you of like what you would hear as like not an Alex Jones conspiracy but somebody who folx, follows Alex Jones and yeah. what they think of uh, as like their own version of a conspiracy It's you're, you're like yeah. I'm not entertained by this like in any way shape or form and yeah. you and it's scary to me more than anything because I can tell that you don't think that this is a joke
1: with tone back language it would actually be a decent satire of conspiracy theory mindset it would mm-hmm. probably be a better joke today than it was back then because the conspiracy theory mindset is so much more out there now. Right. Um The bit where Charlie Barnett makes fun of the the Asian people is
2: weird. Yeah. That, it's, like, it's not
1: that funny. Like it's, it's, it's definitely
2: just in there. Also the the Chinese people in that scene aren't the butt of the joke. They weren't the drivers. Like yeah. the the people, the Asian people in that scene end up crashed because they put somebody's car in reverse. Yeah, it and it Charlie's,
1: drives Charlie Burnett fucks with their with their uh, drive. Yeah, and then and then they crash into, crash into a Chinese restaurant, and, and then, then uh, he mocks them. So he he attacks, he physically assaults because there is Japanese people in the car. So he physically assaults a Chinese restaurant and some Japanese people, and then mocks them with uh, with a stereotyped facial portrait. That's not really very. I don't really see what's funny about it. Yeah, like I I, I don't think that I'm a killjoy, although I probably am, but. Like yeah, you are. (laughs) I think the big problem with this film's racial humor isn't that it makes jokes that have to do with race. I think it's that it doesn't do very good jokes. I was just about to
2: say there's there are lots of ways to have race humor without it being racist. Like take the entire movie Guess Who with like Ashton Kutcher and Bernie Mac. That's all around the the social whatever's about like. Yeah. Race, race relations with like white people and black people dating, or you know, or having jobs, or like the type of sports you're supposed to like if you're a white guy or a black guy. Like that's yeah. different. But this movie, this movie doesn't ever try to bring light to any of that. In fact, it it, it several times makes the statement that uh, the hardest thing in the world to be is a man, and then the second hardest thing in the world to be is a cab driver. Yeah, which is also not true. But I think it's funny that. They make all these broad statements about race without following any of it up and saying with all the sexism, it's all just like this loosely based, oh, it's the 80s, like this is is just how it is.
1: Yeah. Uh, There's also a homophobic slur in it too, which of course isn't racism, it's homophobic. Right, and you're right, that is also like... And again, it's really just sort of cast off because they're just, women are watching some men dance at a club and they're like, hey slur for why did yeah men. why do don't, women don't watch always these, go for these don't watch these slur for gay men watch us and then they start dancing on their cabs, and the women are all into it yep it, um, it
2: definitely now thinking about that it's like that part the race stuff the the sexism stuff it's just there to be funny but we we're just aware that that's not what's funny
1: it's it's funny in the way that like a kid like when you're a kid those kinds of jokes have more attraction I think like I think a lot of kids will experiment in that kind of thing because you can just walk up to people and be like here's a here's something that we're not supposed to say right yeah you know? it's 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 an equivalent of like walking up to another kid and saying fuck you know and you're like oh god it's not like it's a it's a six year old saying fuck that's that's right. humorous because it's incongruous and because they're not supposed to do it but Sonic there's says no cleverness
2: Sonic says oh my god. In the uh, in the newest uh, trailer for the Sonic movie, yeah. there's a group that uh, on Facebook every single time characters say the phrase "Oh my God," they'll like clip that and then add uh, a section of Daft Punk's "Robot Rock" and then talk about the fact that this character uses the Lord's name in vain and how Christians should boycott the movie because the character said "Oh my God." That's kind of funny.
1: Um. <laughs> If your humor, and I think the internet needs to learn this lesson, if your humor is just something that, you know, would be fun, that somebody on a playground would come up with, it's probably not particularly great humor. I and mean, that, that doesn't mean that you should be like put in jail or anything. Nobody is, no. <laughs> for the most part. Like, <laughs> it used to be a lot. I hear all these comedians, like Michael Richards, like, oh my God, I, I, I used a racial up to death lunch and Look what happened to me. And I was like, yeah, people didn't want to go see you which i kind of think was the case before anyway because his career had not been doing great guns since fucking seinfeld Mm -hmm. look at lenny bruce he went to fucking jail (laughs) like lenny bruce spent time in jail for saying things that people didn't like about christians i i think there's a difference between people not liking your material anymore Mm -hmm. and genuine oppression (laughs)
2: It's also definitely, uh, like, can't can't mock those Christians. Uh, they don't
1: like that kind of thing. That's definitely true. <laughs> are you, are you, do you have anything to say? Oh, I this? do not. <laughs> or is like, you I'm agree. not touching you, this. You,
0: you, beat a, you beat down a path I was not expecting, and I, <laughs> d- I don't have anything to... <laughs>
1: okay. Hopefully it wasn't anything yeah. that you... Or it doesn't care it. Uh, about If release. you disagree with me in any way, it's fine. That's, I don't. Okay. It's fine. It makes you a racist if you disagree with me. That was a joke. Con- certain conservatives like to hear I'll, things like that that are jokes and I'll, think that they're serious. Don't worry. It's, I'll, I'll, I'll pipe joke. in the
2: I'll pipe in the canned laughter at this point.
1: <laughs> I right. think that's a good white guy discussion of racism, right? <laughs>
0: sure. So so speaking of playground humor, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, unfortunately, now I need to find my fucking script mm-hmm. again.
2: Uh, do place. we want to do a jump and then do the next sketch? Uh
1: well, I wanted to do the conspiracy theory real quick. If we can Oh, do yeah, conspiracy yeah, yeah, theory yeah. corner. Yes. Uh it won't take that long.
2: No, 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 uh, yeah. That's there.
1: Yeah. So Jules Schumacher, after his career as a fashion designer and costume guy, attended UCLA, uh probably sometime in the 70s, but I couldn't find an exact date on it online. Uh-huh. Uh Alex Cox was a British wannabe director who came to America to go to film school at UCLA in 1977. Uh Uh, Alex had previously had aspirations to be a comic book writer, and he had been working on a comic book called Repo Man about uh, a a crazy punk rock guy that ends up working as a repo man. And he eventually decided to make it into a film and started shopping it around town. Uh, Eventually, Mike Nesmith from The Monkees... Helped him get his film made at Universal in 1984, uh, when it was released in 1984. But there was a long struggle with the film.
0: Am I going to need my Charlie from It's Always Sunny like
1: (laughs) map here? (laughs) It's about to get to it. Yeah, DC Cab came out in 1983, as you guys pointed out, also on Universal. Yeah, and in fact, Universal had picked up Repo Man and then shelved it for a while until Michael Nesmus shoved them to get it going again. So what I'm wondering. Now, some would say that if there's a the similarity between these films, because they are very similar films, yeah. uh, if it was, uh, the similarity was more than a coincidence, it would be uh, Repo Man ripping off DC Cab, because it came out a year later. But I wonder, because of the delay in production, if instead Schumacher got wind of the script uh, through UCLA and, and Universal Connections and wrote DC Cab, and... Uh, off of that, because I like Alex Cox more than I like Joel Schumacher. <laughs> uh, but more realistically, finding out that it's universal, I actually wonder if Repo Man got pushed off the release schedule because they were like, well, we got something similar in production from a, from a guy that's, that's a bit hotter. Mm-hmm. Who's done a movie. Yeah, and, and Schumacher was, I think he'd had a repu he was building a reputation in Hollywood because he'd had although he hadn't directed yet, he'd put out a couple scripts that had been I'm successful. A,
0: I'm imagining that turtle guy from Bojack Horseman right now with the with the cigar, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> turtle like, Tob. So it's yeah. turned
1: from a conspiracy theory to something that I think I actually probably believe, which is that Universal's decision to push Repo Man was quite possibly based on not wanting to duplicate DC Cab.
2: Can we talk about the Schumacher thing?
1: I've been dying to talk about the Schumacher thing. (laughs) Take a look at this. (laughs) Holy crap, Josh. (laughs) So that's Conspiracy Theory Corner. (laughs) I wish I'd seen Repo Man to help you out. I, That's that's another film they should have done on USA Up All Night, so maybe sometime we'll do a. The, yeah, but based on based so on your uh, your
2: theories and just what we have heard, Repo Man sounds like a like a
1: good movie. It so. is. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's the major difference. It is it is equally chaotic, if not more so than DC. Cab.
2: Let's think about it's the, been a
1: lot more fun. <laughs> the
2: earlier stuff too. We always end up in a either a race or a uh, feminism discussion on these movies because. Uh, Like, very point-blank, like, the USA Up All Night movies always seem to include, like, that dose of... (laughs) <laughs> this
0: one, I feel like it was more necessary than some. <laughs> like, yeah, it was more because in, it was and In of... that the N-word was flagler, flagrantly used. And because was, I feel you know...
1: like it was kind of trying to be about it, you know? yeah. yeah. It was trying to say something about race in America. Because right. don't, don't the cab drivers also
2: use the N-word in taxi driver? Like, I'm thinking about when they're all, like, sitting around. Or
1: almost certainly.
2: <laughs> yeah, like, it, it, they definitely are playing up that, um... The, the streets are dirty, like, our cabs are dirty, like, the, all the people that are around have, like, grimy-looking clothing. It stands to reason that also just they'd be kind of, like, scummy personality-wise. Yeah. But you're supposed to love these characters, because they're your comedy heroes.
1: I did a paper on depictions of urban space in the 80s and how they were always shown as this, especially New York, as these worn-down, decrepit spaces by the emerging an emerging conservative discourse. I talk about Chud and uh, Friday the 13th Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. <laughs> that's, that's what you do when you're an academic. Uh, so we've talked this dumb 80s comedy to death like a coke fiend at a dinner party. I see you, Schumacher. Uh, now it's time for Aura to try and salvage this mess with some fun and games after the jump. Taxi hey where to mister like to go to 140th in maine ah northerner born and raised you work uh, downtown then yep company benefits are nice hey so when i start masturbating did you want me to describe my first time or like a fantasy like a death camp run by nympho nuns what the fuck are you talking about man uh, yeah, you're right. Don't want to ruin the illusion of the taxicab confessions. I'll I'll just do what comes natural.
2: Please do not masturbate in my car.
1: Yeah, leg placement is important, too. I gotta get the angles just... Sir, sir, I, d-
2: I don't know what you think you're doing, but, but please don't.
1: Oh, yeah, the reluctant cabbie, I like that.
2: Oh, yeah, I'm fucking reluctant. Can you please zip up your pants, sir?
1: I never make you zip it up on taxicab confessions. What's going on here?
2: Sir, this isn't taxicab confessions. That, that hasn't been on in years. What about the camera? That's my dash cam, in case someone wrecks into me and I know who to sue.
1: Yeah, I think it's best you let me out here.
2: Yep, have a nice day, sir.
1: Where you headed west, uh, Cabby? Don't don't bother. We won't even let you beat off in the back seat. Uh, guess I'll catch the next one. We are back from the jump, and I forgot to write a bit for it. Woo-hoo! Here's Aura to do Dumbass Game. Dumbass Game! Hey! <laughs>
0: Guys. I always
2: here's, forget at least one bit. <laughs> here's Aura with the swipe-to-play games in the back of your taxicab
1: headrest. <laughs> here's Aura with Candy Crush on it. It costs you money. <laughs>
0: Not yet. Shh. Um... So, uh, so, uh, I guess we, uh, we start by taking a spin of that wheel, Cody.
2: Big old wheel. Here it goes. And wheel, 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 wheel.
0: All right. It lands on I Pity the Fool Guess Who.
1: I'm I'm sorry. I just realized the, uh, the Up All Night, uh, match three would just be all different sized breasts. Light them up.
0: Yeah, well, I was trying to figure out how to integrate one of the, like a, like a, like a, like some sort of, um, uh, 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 what is it called? Why can't I remember? Mr. Skin? No, (laughs) No, oh, the. Not roulette, the the slot one-armed machines? bandit slot, slot machine. machine. Oh. Thank you. I was pretty God. sure that was what it was since you were like.
1: Either you were doing that I, or you were ah, jerking why, off a very, very tall man. Why can't I
0: pull the
2: wheel?
1: It was is either that or you were jerking off a very tall like, man. Maybe God. it's either I was thinking Polinko for some reason. of Abdul-Jabbar, you're just like very angrily jerking <laughs> the poor man oh, off. Oh,
0: God. I mean, yes, but no. <laughs> So, um, so, you, I pity the foo, guess who? How, how this works is you guys are going to go back and forth and ask questions. Uh, I've pulled up one of the actors on my phone. Ask questions to try and figure out which actor I have pulled up here. Okay.
2: Somebody from the movie?
0: Somebody, they're all going to be, well, we'll do this like three times. Okay. It'll be, it'll be somebody from the movie.
3: Yeah.
2: Sure. Okay, uh, so, do, do I go first? Yeah. Okay. Um... Is it is it uh, Jackie Chan? What's the is that the Bruce Lee? Well done, sir. No, no, no. no. That's the is that that's the Mad TV bit. Four oh. uh, things that aren't Jackie Chan.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't no, I'm the not reference. being I'm also, I'm sorry. I'm not
2: being also racist on top I, of our racist I mean, review. I, mean, I, I didn't and think you were being racist. I thought you were being a millennial who what's, didn't know the difference. What's what's Josh's <laughs> cab word? J something. Jitney. Jitney. Is it a jitney? <laughs> Josh, okay. you're up next.
1: <laughs> is it somebody who's absolutely fucking unbearable?
2: No. Not unbearable.
1: <laughs> then it's, it's not Bill Maher.
2: <laughs> is, uh, is it a woman? It is a woman. It is a woman.
1: Um, <laughs> Is it... Jackie Chan. Somebody that hangs out with Harry Anderson.
0: It is somebody who hangs out with Harry Anderson. Well, obviously. Oh,
2: uh, it's Night Court. <laughs> Mar- it's, is it the person, known, Warfield as, the person known as Night Court?
0: <laughs> I think I'm going to give that one to Cody. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right, next up. <laughs> this, this is fucking great.
1: <laughs> uh, is it somebody who had to declare bankruptcy because of all their gold jewelry? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no <laughs> Although it's funny because of who I'm looking at Yeah, I mean, Is it no. Mr. T? It is, no, he just oh, asked fuck. if
1: it was Mr. T Well, I didn't know if Mr. T actually went bankrupt or not Is it somebody who really fucking hates Eddie Murphy?
0: Uh,
1: I'm gonna go with no
0: But I don't know for certain
1: uh, Is it a lesser Baldwin brother?
0: No uh, also not,
1: no he's, relation he's, yeah no relation <laughs> fuck really no I know wow. I was surprised too but no he's just another baldwin wow alrighty uh is it somebody who kind of looks like a pro wrestler
2: yes is it a barbarian brother it is not
1: fuck oh who the fuck is that? looks like a pro wrestler and isn't a well
0: oh, you said looks like uh. You didn't say was. Listen, pro wrestlers
2: wrestlers come in all (laughs) colors and creeds.
1: Uh, Is it the dude who played Harold?
0: No. I'm not going with the lesser guys, just so you know. Okay.
2: All right. Uh, I'm trying to think back on our clues. I think we've mostly just been making jokes back and forth. So uh, it's not Mr. T. It's it's not the main character. We're playing
1: very seriously. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you know that. Well, <laughs>
2: our serious game wheel here would say otherwise. Um, okay, fuck. Uh, is this uh, person white? Yes. Okay.
1: Is this person someone who does a very terrible Elvis impression in the movie?
2: Yes. All right is this person the highway patrol man who tries to get Johnny Depp to kiss him in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas yes
1: woohoo <laughs> uh, is this person the hider in the house <laughs> and the answer is yes yes is this person the- I don't
0: know maybe <laughs>
2: Is this person the gingerbread man in a series of horror films called Uh, The
1: Gingerbread Man? No, because he is only in the first one. (laughs) Ha! Take that, trivia boy. (laughs) They have a sound alike for the other films. (laughs) And all the Evil Bong films that he's in. Oh my god, yeah, that's
2: right. Is he the... It's the Evil Bong versus something. Ginger Dead Man. Versus Ginger Dead Man.
1: The Ginger Dead Man franchise has three entries. Evil Bong Mm -hmm. has seven plus... Fuck. One crossover. Really? These are full moon oh, films. I, didn't... I did the fucking... Oh. I did the senior thesis I, knew so. people.
2: I think I've only seen like the two in the crossover because I've seen the evil oh. bong. I've seen the evil bong like 420. <laughs> and then I've seen the, the evil bong ginger dead man one.
1: If you ever want to watch them all, I have a subscription to full moon screaming service. <laughs> so I have access to all that shit. Oh my god. <laughs> Eat your heart out, Disney+. My...
0: I'm afraid I'm going to have to give that one to Cody as well. He's obviously the bigger Gary Busey fan.
1: This is true. I knew how many fucking ginger people in movies. That's true. I didn't know that there was
2: a sound alike.
0: So uh, so let's let's just take a spin of the wheel. Let's go. what's... You guys already hit all the main actors, so if
2: I. There's nobody else. Wheel, 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 wheel,
0: Weird how it changed sounds between week here.
2: Oh, I changed <laughs> the rubber stopper. Oh, okay. That's uh, that's what yeah. you're hearing.
0: Yeah, okay.
2: Oiled uh, the mechanism. <laughs> yeah, 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 I did. <laughs> and I oiled
0: it again, <laughs> just for good measure. Um, so what it landed on now? Genre swap. Genre swap is our is our is our game that we that we play every time. What well, this one is? The, uh, uh,
2: Genesis swap.
0: We we uh, we assign each other a a, a genre. From, uh, from, from, uh, this movie wasn't, uh, going round robin. Uh, so, uh, this week I'll take Cody. Uh, Cody, Mm -hmm. your genre, it's taking over from the, from the, from that opening bit where it's
2: sci-fi. Ah, sci-fi. Okay. Uh, Josh, your genre swap will be, um, hmm. Let's go with. Uh tu- 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 Uh-oh. Hmm. Uh-oh. Uh Let's go with a direct to uh, DVD <laughs> WWE produced action film. Oh, shit. Easy with considering the people in this movie.
0: I don't know if you just saw, it, but Josh went. Full
2: erect. <laughs> yep. No, I didn't, I didn't see it, thanks, but I felt something change. Thanks for
1: breaking my pants, asshole. The, the, the pH yeah. balance
2: of the room is off.
1: You're going to have to do musicals. Musicals! But it can just be a list of songs that have to do with the movie as it is. <laughs>
2: oh, no. Alright, All here ish. we go. <laughs> Listen, I've seen Aura try to come up with playlists. It takes him like half an hour and then he adds no, three up, songs. And
1: you make up song titles. Uh, and What were the songs in the production? Oh, oh like? okay. <laughs> I would um, love to get that bit. Hey, Cody, do you want to do yours first? Yeah, I'm,
2: I've, I've got a this. A good space. So, uh, I'm, I'm going to give the people what they want. Um, you can keep it called DC Cab. Uh, DC stands for some sci-fi word, duebula coagulant, uh, it's Ooh. like the the sector of space that they're in. uh none of these other fuckers are in it, just mr. T, Mr. T space truckin, and like that's most of the movie is the deep purple song space truckin while Mr. T gives aliens cab rides across the planet could it, and it's still his like Mr. T cab. it's just in space.
0: could it cross over with the fifth element?
2: Oh yeah. Sure, Corbin Dallas, multi pass. Multi pass. Uh, there's, yeah, we'll put. It, it'll be really easy to stick a, an orange-haired girl with like uh, suspenders in the in the background. Yeah. Yes. So it, you do that, and uh, it. Uh, you think it's going to be like Fifth Element, but then it, it switches on you, and he finds this small, half alien, half human, who's his son, that's really into arm wrestling. And then the last half of the movie is a space version of, uh, shit. Now I blanked on it. What's the, uh, the, the trucker. No, it's not.
1: uh, (laughs) Over the top.
2: Over the top. Thank Mm -hmm. you. So uh, we start off, uh, you know, deep purple space trucking ends up with space over the top with Mr. T. Nice.
1: Good deal. I'd watch that. Thank you. All right. so my WWE straight to DVD action film. Uh, a, uh, a young uh, a young man whose father uh, was a vet who died, played by Daniel Bryan, uh, <laughs> comes to the taxi company run by Hacksaw Jim Duggan. <laughs> oh, this is just going to be nothing but wrestling references. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm already like checked out. <laughs> uh, which features a, a wacky cast of characters, like uh, Mr. T. <laughs> it could just be Mr. T. <laughs> but uh, across town, there's the Evil Rich Company, run by Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> uh, who are trying to send their hench people, uh, Randy Orton and, uh, and Ahmed Johnson, uh, to wreck up DC Cab. Or wwe cab with wcw cab uh, and only by bringing their uh, retired veteran uh hulk hogan back <laughs> are they able to win through the power of being taped saying super racist shit about their daughters <laughs> oh my god
2: <laughs> it's ECW versus Raw versus WCW versus WWE <laughs> versus bad publicity versus Truckzilla
0: Okay, so uh, my my assigned uh, uh, my assigned genre was musical, um, and uh, Josh Josh may or may not remember this about me. I don't watch musicals.
1: Quick edit back to mine. Oh, sorry. Instead uh, so of Daniel Bryan, it's Matt Hardy. He's <laughs> yeah, the main character. Back to you. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: So, uh, jo- Josh may or may not remember this about me. I don't. I don't enjoy, nor do I watch musicals. So, um, so I, I was, I'm over here brainstorming about what musicals I've even seen. Um, the Muppet Movie. I, well, okay. So, um, <laughs> how this, how this movie would play out. Rather than it being forty minutes of, of character establishment at the beginning, uh, not followed up on this would be an opening musical montage a la rent where mm. they would where they would just like sort of cut from instead of room to room, it would be cab to cab. Sure. Right? Um so so then you would have like everybody singing about like, I'm hauling around the nuns today, whatever,
2: right? <laughs> um <laughs> I'll uh, have oh, that stuck in my head the rest of today.
0: Good. I'm good. Holding around the nuns today, right? Um, and then, and then the next, uh, the next bit would you would you would zip to the to the. Oh no the 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 violin is missing but then you'd have like a cutaway to somebody playing the violin and then you'd cut back and then you'd have somebody playing the violin and then you'd cut like, like, and this <laughs> no, 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 would no, no, no. Be, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. A lot Disney, like a Disney sort of thing, uh-huh. you know, and, it's like uh, in Lion King, where Scar, you know, is like uh, you know talking to his hench people uh-huh. about the about the violin. <laughs> then
2: <laughs> that famous part in Lion King yeah, where Scar right. is talking about the violin. Well, you know, um,
0: <laughs> look, man, <laughs> <laughs> musicals is my weakness. Mm. I I will freely admit that. Um, so so while all this is going on, you've got. Um, uh, a a musical interlude where uh, the uh, the Baldwin bro- not Baldwin brother falls in love with the, the waitress who's uh, but it it's a musical sort of thing where they go back and forth about how they can't be together because of the because of the the stresses of life a la you know James Cagney Shop Girl like this sort of thing mm-hmm. um and uh and and then it ends with a sharks and jets sort of thing West Side Story style. With the other cab company,
1: <laughs> the end.
0: Beautiful, Josh. Your face is just like, have you have you gone off into WWE land with?
1: <laughs> not Matt Hardy as the. That's not <laughs> Daniel Bryan. Matt Hardy is the crazy guy. Uh, Alberto Del Rio is the Latin <laughs> lover guy. guy. The, the whole time I was doing Ray mine I was, I was waiting was to get a inspector. reaction out of Josh. because Ray this Mysterio is the, the inspector.
0: This is the one he gave oh. me so I was waiting for one little <laughs> glimmer out of Josh and Josh is just over there like In complex, complex yeah. calculusing
1: like. Nia, Nia Jax as, as Marshall Warfield. Uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson as the voice of the cab. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but did, you saw it too right? Like Josh yeah, is over I there can... doing calculus and like, well, I, was, well, I was
1: deciding whether I'm to put this up on Facebook as a preview. To to be fair... Just a list of characters with WWE (laughs) equivalents. To
2: be fair, also, while you were giving your plot down, in my head I was thinking, hauling nuns, hauling all them nuns, y'all. Hauling nuns, hauling all them nuns, (laughs) y'all. Like... How, how can I market this? Oh,
0: if it since if it's still a 1980s movie, you could have that guy from Police Academy that does the. Oh well, yeah. Haley go
2: was with... Haley yeah, was you. showing me today somebody's like remix of uh, the Wild West theme song. So of the wicked, wicked DC cab, wicked DC cab, y'all. <laughs> Mr. T Desperado <laughs> doesn't apply. <laughs>
0: No, hilarious. All right, one more spin of the wheel, Cody.
2: All right. Oh wheel, 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 There's no other
0: logical place for this, so this is going here. Cody, we want to hear some true cab, true tales from the cab. What what did we officially name the bit? Is it True Tales from the
1: Uber? Listeners may not know. Cody, uh, when I used to talk about it a little earlier, Cody drives for ride sharing on occasions.
2: Yep. I uh, do that. I actually need to do that this week uh, for some extra Christmas cash. But uh, it was the uh, driving for Lyft. I guess it doesn't matter. It's not like they're giving me money Uh, on top of whatever money I make driving. Uh, I drive for Lyft. I don't do Uber. Um, but I definitely have had more than my fair share of crazy stories. So uh, there, there's one in particular. Uh, Josh, have you heard? Aura uh, has heard this for yeah. sure. Because I, uh, I like to tell my taxicab stories at my other job. But uh, have I told you my uh, barber, my haircut story?
1: I don't think so. Okay. Well, it's possible you yeah, haven't. I forgot.
2: So I, uh, uh, we live in a small-ish city town. And there is a large larger... City near us that I often frequent. Should I just say? We've, we've said it. We've said where we live. All right, yeah. Well, we live in Lawrence. Uh,
0: although people elsewhere might not recognize the, 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 the you know. I right. think
1: We've outright said where we live. No, That's what I'm saying
0: say. is they don't know that Lawrence is just outside of Kansas City. If, oh.
1: Okay. We live in Lawrence, Kansas. It's a college town. It's near Kansas City. <laughs> it's near Kansas City. It's <laughs> Kansas City. on the Kansas Missouri border. So, yeah. If that information allows you to stalk and kill me, then you, I don't know. <laughs> probably you want it a lot. So. Actually, it would be stalk and <laughs>
0: killing killing cody, cody case or because me, because because he's the one saying he's the lift
1: driver right
2: yeah but i assume yeah. they'd be doing it to get to me you could probably find me an aura at our collective job as well so uh feel you Please know don't. we'll see you soon but i'm <laughs> uh, gonna,
1: gonna make it super easy on anybody to dox us but it's not super <laughs> hard either i know right. how the internet works like <laughs> uh he so- really wants to you could figure shit out so I,
2: uh, I'm driving around Kansas City because uh, uh, during the summer, there's not as many people in Lawrence because it is a college town. I don't get as many rides. So I'm driving around Kansas City. I, I get pinged for this one. Uh, somebody calls me immediately and is like, hey, do you know where this specific barbershop is? And I say, no, because I have a phone and GPS. I was like, is it just the address that I'm going to? And they're like, yeah. So I was like, okay and i get there this is about 11:30 at night i'm deep in the missouri side of kansas city if that means anything to you local people and somebody comes out of the barbershop with a blunt like a comb and scissors in their hands and like taps on my window with them and so i roll it down they're like hey man i'm 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 just finishing up real quick give me like give me like 10 more minutes so i was like okay so i see him go back inside And from where I'm sitting in my car on the street, I can't can't see them, but I can see the barber mirror that, like, faces the entire, like, back wall. And I can clearly see him return to cutting a person's hair, and then a third individual come up and just start rolling a joint right next to both of them. So I was like, okay, I, you know, it's... It's stuff like that isn't necessarily legal where we are, but as a cab driver or, you know, lift, ride share, whatever, you see all sorts of things. So think whatever. Uh, it takes him about ten more minutes. He comes into the car, we we start peeling around, we go around the corner and he says, Oh man, I, I forgot to lock my safe. Can we can we stop back real quick? So I'm like, Yeah, sure. You know, I've done that before. So we go, he's in and out, and immediately I can tell he grabbed like a bag of weed because he smells like weed when he gets back in. And again, I don't think anything of it. It's not my business, blah, blah, blah. If I get pulled over, I'm not culpable. Uh, He starts using his phone flashlight, and from the crinkling of wrapper paper, I can tell he is also beginning to roll a joint in my back seat. And he's being very nice. He's being very friendly and casual with me, talking about, like, oh, uh, you know, I used to live in New York. I live in, you know, I live here now. I live in Missouri. Like, these people don't hustle for jobs. Like, you got to put yourself out there. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I hear you. And then his phone, which he had been using the light, starts ringing, and it's not very big in my car, so you can kind of hear what people are saying on a phone call, and I hear clear as day somebody be like, hey man, did you take my weed? And the guy reacts very, very audibly like, what? What the hell are you talking about, man? I didn't take your weed. Like, you need to look around for a little bit. And then he hangs up and immediately (laughs) makes a small (laughs) chuckle to himself, like, (laughs) <laughs> like wow. exactly like that the person calls back two more times saying the same thing of like i looked here blah 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 like i asked x y i asked this person like they don't know where it is and he's like man i don't know what to tell you like you, you must be stoned like i don't know like it's there you just got to look for it and the second time he says point blake to me I got that Wii right here. Like, you know what I'm no, saying? I, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I started laughing. I, like, yeah, man, uh, I, know.
1: I know you have the Wii. It's, uh, it's funny.
2: We, we yeah. drive a little bit further, and he's like, hey, man, do, do you smoke? Like, uh, man, tell you what, like, I, I can hook you up with some bud. And that's, that's ultimately the story. And I'm uh, too anxious and nervous of a person to not take their phone number down. So I do still have this person who definitely has uh, on the table for me to get uh, bud and a haircut if I'm ever around that Kansas City area again. <laughs> so that is one of my more entertaining, non-life-threatening uh, lift ride stories. Non-life-threatening?
1: Yep. Well, fun. You're yep. and
2: right <laughs> yeah. so, Except for the guy who got his stole, <laughs> yeah, that it's like there's, there's one person that, that didn't have fun in this <laughs> <laughs> equation.
1: But, I uh, got that guy's weave. <laughs> that I love that, that touch to it. He's like, hey, I stole his weed. I, I got that guy's weed right, right here. It was so. Like I said, the, the
2: first time I was kind of smi- like, I'm smiling to myself because I knew what was happening anyway. But the second time it happens that he point Blake says it to me, I just started cracking up because I was like, dude, what? Why are, you, why are you putting yourself on blast like that?
1: <laughs> yeah, you stole a guy's weed. <laughs> Real tough to rob a pothead. <laughs> Uh. Alright, so that's that about that, up That's games? that's it for games. That's it for All games. Alright, so no it's time deal. for Where Are They Now rating and Trivia.
0: Where are they now ratings and trivia?
1: <laughs> now I got the uh the where are they driving
0: now? around these nuns.
1: You guys if you have any trivia items, might want to prep them.
2: Uh I did not. I didn't have anything real good.
1: Uh Tupper Carew, who was the the co story credit for this. Yeah. Uh, he created a show called Martin. What? Which uh, makes a lot of sense, honestly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Barnett, on the other hand, uh, a- after a career that wasn't super great and in which he was reportedly fairly bitter towards uh, Eddie Murphy, uh, he did a lot of heroin, contracted uh, HIV, and died of AIDS complications in 1996. Oh. <laughs> Um, well... If only something were out there telling us not to inject heroin. The the Barbarian Brothers went on to appear as the Barbarian Brothers in a few other movies, Uh, but I don't know why none of them are very famous, so I don't know why people go on about them sometimes. (laughs) Uh, Paul Rodriguez, who played the Latin lover character, continues to make occasional jokes as well as confusing tweets about his politics. Uh, He's famously Republican, and from what I can decipher in the cryptic Poorly spelled boomer bullshit. That is his <laughs> line. I think he voted for tr- Trump in 16 and regrets it now.
3: Hmm.
1: Um. At Bill Maher uh, eventually found his calling, being a professional smug dickhead.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow.
1: That's, I
2: I saw that in the script, it's, and I was like, that's funny at least.
1: It's factual. I don't even think Bill Maher would be upset about that.
2: <laughs>
1: I think he'd be like, yeah, I, I make a living being a smug dickhead
2: on TV. It's like when we were talking in the other episode about how uh, Brian Michael Bendis is kind of a loudmouth asshole, and he's probably not uh, not sh- uh, shy to
1: that fact either. I think he's probably proud of it. Yep. <laughs> um, Adam Baldwin uh, would find his greatest success on television. Uh, with roles on Firefly and Chuck, but eventually also found his Firefly. true calling, uh, yelling at people on Twitter about GamerGate and cultural Marxism.
3: <laughs>
1: what? Did you not so are that? those <laughs> so are
0: those two dudes that are on Twitter yelling at each
1: other occasionally? You <laughs> suppose? I think they exist in separate. yeah, yeah. All of them is a savvier internet yeah. user, right?
2: They probably don't even remember they were in a movie together.
1: Also, at the time, according to. His Wikipedia, anyway. I think Baldwin was probably he described himself as formally a liberal, and then he read a book and he became super conservative. Oh, damn it! Okay. This is so, why you can't
2: read. I said it. I'll say it again.
1: So, possibly as a gangly youth in this fucking movie, he wouldn't have even. Uh, yeah. they Would have actually disagreed in politics. <laughs> yeah. Um, and finally, uh, Joel Schumacher ruined Batman. I said it. I was waiting I for it all. Said I was it. saying I was waiting
0: for it all podcast, and then and then you became a Schumacher apologist at the beginning and <laughs>
1: made me, made me I, feel bad. I like some of his movies, and I think Forever is underrated, although not amazing. Uh, Robin is the shittiest fucking movie. Oh my god, is that movie painful? I had to watch that fucking movie twice. I had to, I went to see that oh, movie right. on opening night with my family, and then later that weekend I was hanging out with friends who wanted to see a movie, I didn't have any money, and they were like, oh, we'll, we'll spot you, and I was like, well, let's, let's go see Gross Point Blankets at the Dollar Theater, great fucking movie, <laughs> uh, and they were like, no, we're going to go see the new Batman, yeah. and like, ten minutes in, was, I... like the Mr. Freeze ice rink scene, my friend who was sitting next to me turned to me and said, I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> we should have gone to see Gross Point Blankets. I want the car, chicks
2: dig the car. <laughs> What's that dude's name? Oh. What's Robin's name? Um, um, uh, uh, Chris O'Donnell. Yeah. yeah his oh. career was kind
1: of ruined by that movie. He wasn't, <laughs> oh. he wasn't a terrible actor. He wasn't great they, for the part. They, but.
2: The other thing that's weird to me is all four of like that era of Batman movies technically don't have continuity except for the fact that it's the same Alfred. Like that's, That is the mind blower for me. Mm-hmm. Before before people like worried about stuff like that.
0: Did you did you see that I got into a fight on on somebody else's Facebook earlier this week about, about how no about how uh uh Batman uh Batman Returns isn't that bad of a movie? Uh,
1: it is. <laughs> no, it's not bad. Yeah, it's watch, pretty bad.
0: Watch it again. It's not that bad.
1: It's real gross. <laughs> I think uh, it's, I don't want to watch it again. It's a gross movie. Don't I'm don't the trash man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, it's too Tim Burtony. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> do we have any trivia? I'm the penguin. I come in,
0: I throw fish all over the ring. <laughs> uh, no, uh don't do to do, well, the, the, the real I'm, weird with it. The I am I'm gonna drive a
1: yellow duck.
0: you <laughs> 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 real weird with
1: it. Yeah, Frank is the penguin. Yeah, no, I know, <laughs> that's what we we're doing. Um, I'm a man, penguin, bitches. You you want to do something with this? Batman, you want to play Nightcraws? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, butch toe! That's a butch toe.
0: (laughs) You got my toe knife.
1: You just beat me up because I have donkey brains, Batman.
2: (laughs) The the penguins' henchmen are all the frog kids.
0: So something only trivia I saw it here. Was the the stuff from IMDb that uh like Jim Carrey tried out for this movie and then they didn't cast him because they didn't see him in an ensemble part. <laughs> uh, which which then he goes on to do in Living Color. Oh yeah. it was like,
2: Screw
1: you, <laughs> yeah. I'll find a cooler show. Early um, Jim Carrey was more broadly comic than this film was, so it kinda makes sense. Yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah. Um what was the other one? There was one other one. Uh, well, it doesn't matter. Never mind. Nothing.
1: Cool. you have any trivia, Cody?
2: Um, I feel like I had maybe one. Something about... Uh, now I gotta look it up again. Something that I just thought was interesting. N- less trivia. Uh t- 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 Oh, uh, Otis, who plays um, the Jamaican cab driver who, like, seemingly does like nothing, is uh, Otis from Otis Night in the Pips in Animal House. That's right. That's yeah. That's the other uh, connection for all the talk about Animal House we did in this podcast. <laughs> it's, I think he's not the he's not the person who says the line, but he's there in the scene where it's the mind if we dance with your dates.
1: Yeah. There are cruelly underused people in this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. All right, so now we're all going to rate it. We'll rate it. Uh, I'm going to rate this. Oh. Oh boy. Did you? Two point five trash can fires. <laughs> did you? Did you see the? I heard the deliberation. Yeah. Wow. It's it's a real mediocre film. Like. It's kind of a definitionally mediocre film, like, if you want an example of one. There's just, every time I watch it, it just, I just don't care. Had you seen this There's before? The, this? I, I think when I was a kid I watched it. Yeah. I don't really I don't remember much about it, but I'm sure I'd seen it somewhere.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think this was my first time through. I don't think I'd seen this before.
1: It just doesn't stick with you. Like in my, I can already feel it sort of slipping. You know, it's not going to be a movie that's going <laughs> to. That's an underrated side in effect. My brain. <laughs> because it's uh, you didn't have
2: any of my checks mixed, did you? <laughs> okay, uh, okay. No. we're fine. We're fine. We're
1: fine. Nothing. I did <laughs> do a blotter of acid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's um, where that went.
0: Did you call Cody's barber?
1: <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's just for emergencies. Yeah. Um. It's just... Glaucoma (sighs) emergencies. I don't need to justify it. I've talked about why it's bad. (laughs) It's (laughs) not super funny. It has a lot of racist jokes that don't age well. Adam Baldwin. We can talk about it much, but Adam Baldwin is fucking terrible in it. (laughs) He's gangly and angry. Those are the two things that he can do. Um,
2: I'll give it... uh, You know, I'll give it... I'll give it three out of five non-paid-off flamethrowers. (laughs) <laughs> they uh, really thought that That, that was going to be Chekhov's flamethrower And uh, it totally isn't Even in the later scenes Where he's, he says Get my flamethrower They never get it
1: He breaks in and finds We didn't talk about it but He breaks in and finds His wife fucking The taxi cab inspector oh, And he's all oh, like He finds it in the closet And uh, brings it out But then he doesn't Do anything with it He doesn't I, set anybody on fire
2: Without the gray suit on I did not even make the connection I knew it's, it was somebody We were supposed problem. to recognize But it's, I did not even Put that together
1: I had to eventually figure it out through the name. I remember wow. the name, which I hate. Movie, don't make me remember the names of your shitty characters. <laughs> yeah, we got to call him Adam Driver the whole time Bravo. instead.
3: <laughs>
1: but yeah,
2: um, I would put it so far of of the up all night movies that we have watched that have tried to actually be comedies. I would put it on a humor level the same as Monster High, where it you know it has some bits that are supposed to be funny that are funny but overall you know like I said like we said the, the humor falls a little flat the more fun is watching a movie like this with your friends yeah but it, it was it's definitely not I would probably put this in like the top three honestly of
1: uh, thus far uh, yeah of, of movies we've watched thus far we have some better ones coming up I think yeah you're <laughs> the comments I'm excited about I legit like that movie mm-hmm don't spoil the schedule. <laughs> uh, I would give
0: this three and a half. Mister T spinner wheels. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> fool, 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 fool. fool. Uh, well, uh, just tricked out cabs, I guess in general. Um, the this um, like I said to Josh yesterday. Like I didn't like this movie the first watch through, the second wash watch through, and sort of after I thought about it. I started to appreciate it more because I felt like it was the saying something sort of bit, you know. I was like, well, nineteen eighty three, it was trying, um, you know. Um, I I was I, I didn't give it enough credit the first go through. Um, the The structural problems with this are less forgivable, though. The fact that it is. Obviously two separate movies, like glued yeah. together. They they had the taxicab character bits and then they had the, the kidnapping bit that that maybe should have been like interspersed more or something or yeah. maybe like
1: It was it was a thing that comedies did sometimes around this era, like yeah. uh, like stripes is a great example of a film because like the first part of that movie is the basic training and then the second part of the movie is them in the field, right? Mm-hmm. But it works a lot better for some reason. Well but there Partly are because it's funny. Yeah.
0: Well <laughs> but there are movies that this could have aped that could have done it differently, like Cannonball Run. Yeah. Where you know you 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 just start with the premise and then and then build yeah. the bits in as you go. You yeah.
1: Know? No, I'm not disagreeing with you at all. Yeah. I, I'm just saying that it was to some extent we can contextualize yeah. it in this era.
2: Cut, cut out the whole violin bit because it ends up not mattering in the long run anyway. Like that, the money part doesn't matter because she isn't dripping with wealth when they go back to her and they just use it for Alec Baldwin, or Alec Baldwin Adam Baldwin. That's, yeah. that's a hilarious movie. Yeah. I want to see the remake of just Alec Baldwin photoshopped on top of it. Well, the,
0: ambas- <laughs> the ambassador could have been an industrialist. Who then gave them, like, instead of being yeah. an ambassador, he could have just been an industrialist, and he could have given them a reward for returning his kids, and that could have fixed the cab company up. Right. If yeah. that's, you know... Um, to another movie I'm trying to, like, compare it to now, I'm, I'm thinking, like, is something like Short Circuit, you know, where it's, it's also... <laughs> <laughs> also,
2: not so subtly racist. Well, yeah, that—that's
0: <laughs> uh, something that did not come until much later. Uh, yeah. I did not know that. Boy, until... it was were not you, until Are talking
1: about the, the famous Indian American actor Fisher, uh, Stevens. Fisher Stevens. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! Uh, Hack the Planet. One of the one of the great role models for people of Indian descent. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, Fisher Stevens and Hank Azaria area. -mm. Uh, Must fucking suck to not be (laughs) white. Especially back then. That would have been fucking terrible. Imagine that shit. Uh, Yeah.
2: Um, and, and there's not only that, but there's a whole sequel where they only use that character. Sorry to derail. No, from talking i talking about the actual movie, and now we're talking about Short Circuit 2. No. Or we'll always talk about Short I, Circuit 2.
0: I love... Short Circuit 2 is right up there. Uh, los Locos with, kick your
2: ass. Los, los Locos kick your face. Your face. Los, los, los Locos kick, your, face. Face. Los los kick your, balls your balls into outer space. space. <laughs> yes. Oh. Uh, we, the, we are good to do this show together. Yeah.
1: The violin thing in particular makes it feel very kind of er, derivative slash predictive of Repo Man because the, the plot arc of that film is about, like, there's a car out in the field that has this mysterious substance of the trunk mm. that keeps uh, that everyone's after because Would there's you a huge reward on it. Would you say some junk in the trunk? <laughs> no. Uh, it's like a radioactive thing. Yeah. Possibly something. Like he keeps killing people and Thanks, making Cody. people go weird. <laughs> yeah, you got my back. <laughs> it wasn't a good enough joke to dignify. I got your, I got your big old butt. That's in the back. Well, mm-hmm. I hope you go for testing afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've had my tetanus shot this year. On a cab driver. Do we want to? Do we want to do the cash and the, uh, the Oh, uh, there's and the there's there? no
0: bit that goes into this. Well, with that, blah blah blah. Uh,
1: there's the bit where I say, hey, do we want to do the cash? Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> or do we want to talk about more stuff? Because uh, there's No, I have to pee like a
2: motherfucker right now. So if we could wrap this up, that would be awesome.
0: <laughs> that
1: podcast. Oh my god. Aura always pees like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> because he fucks mothers. Is this fun? No, yeah, no. I, I mean, I. He I, has sex with people's mothers. <laughs> That podcast. All right, here we go. <laughs> Let's go. It's happening.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do we talk about him while he's gone now? Absolutely. <laughs> I just finished the show while he's pissing. <laughs> uh, that podcast stays up all night. There's a presentation of That Podcast Productions. You can find our podcast blogs and assorted nonsense at thatpodcastproductions.firesidefm. You can also find us on Facebook at that podcast stays up all night slumber party uh, on uh, Instagram as Instagram. Uh, oh, is that
1: that is the cue to put in the Instagram?
3: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ!
0: That podcast productions dot instagram <laughs> uh, and on Twitter as
1: that dot podcast. Like at that dot podcast, isn't that it? Or no, not, that's that the, dot that's productions. The Gmail. At that dot productions. Oh yeah, sure. I think so. We'll confirm
0: that in a second. On <laughs> <man. laughs> oh the Twitter, you were it's asking me about t- that productions. Is that.
1: there a dot or is it just that productions?
2: Nope, it's okay. uh, the the at actual at is that productions. It will say that podcast productions when you when you type it out. Cool. So you can find it either way. Just search. That podcast or uh, that podcast productions.
0: If you uh, if if podcatchers are your thing, like a butterfly net, I imagine them just going around catching catching podcasts. Uh, you can you can find that podcast productions on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iTunes. Or you can just add the RSS feed from our website. Remember to subscribe, review, and email us your comments at that.podcast.protections at gmail.com.
1: Next time on That Podcast Stays Up All Night, jingle bells are ringing all night, and that means it's time for seasonal delight. Namely, Silent Night, Deadly Night 4, The Initiation, which is some kind of bullshit about witches. Join us, won't you? Until
0: then, remember, they can't lock you up for operating an unlicensed cab if you're drunk while you do it, or while you drive it. Bye!